Out of all eternity, God the Father sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into the world so that the world not only could recognize, but that the world would have peace, but most important, so that the world could receive Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Continuing our celebration of Jesus' miraculous birth, Raul will show us the response of a young couple whose life was turned upside down by an astounding visit from an angel. Raul will bring us encouragement to follow Mary and Joseph in faith and obedience, trusting that Jesus truly is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. Here's Raul Reese in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. He says, And now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said unto her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Which is literally saying, God chose you, Mary, to have her son. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And consider the manner of greeting this was. And then the angel said unto her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold... You will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call, notice, his name, Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there will be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I, notice, do not know a man. I'm a virgin. And then the angel answered and said to her, Hey Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And now... Indeed, Elizabeth, your relative or your sister, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now her sixth month for her pregnancy. And then she was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And then Mary said, Behold, the maiden servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Then pick it up in verse 56 to 80. And then Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her house. And now Elizabeth, a full time, came to her to be delivered. And she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord and how He shown great mercy to her. And they rejoiced with her. So it was on the eighth day that they came to the circumcision of the child. And they would have called him by name by his father Zacharias. But his mother answered and said, No, he shall be called John. 
But they said to her, There is no one among our relatives that is called by that name. And so they made signs to his father what he would have called him. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote saying, His name is John. And so they all marveled. And immediately his mouth was open and his tongue was loose and he spoke praising God. Remember, he was deaf for almost a nine-month pregnancy. And because of unbelief, and now he's able to speak. Then fear came on all who dwelt around them. And all these things were discussed throughout all of the hill country of Judea. And all those who heard it kept them in their hearts saying, What kind of a child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And then Zacharias gives us the benediction here. Chapter 2 verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesarius Augustus that all the world should be registered or taxed. This census first took place while Quintilius was governor of Syria. So all went out to be registered, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee to the city of Nazareth, into Judea, and to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, or the house of bread. And then he said this, Because he was of the house of the lineage of David. To be registered with Mary and to be engaged and to become his wife who was with a child. And so it was that while they were there that her pregnancy was not to deliver. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him up in swaddling cloth. Notice, and laid him on a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. So now we see the whole picture Now that Jesus Christ is now born, but at the same time as Mary and Joseph are getting ready to have the child, you notice what it says there, there was no room in the inn for Jesus Christ. Even as today and in that time, people do not have a place in their hearts for God themselves. People are too busy, too preoccupied with so many things in life. And yet, out of all eternity... God the Father sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. So that the world not only could recognize, but that the world would have peace. But most important, so that the world could receive Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. That was the cause of the sending of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, into the world. Go back to Matthew now, chapter 1, verse 18 again. We'll develop this whole thing of the Saviorhood of Christ. Again, if you look at the birth of Jesus Christ, verse 18. And now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was engaged to Joseph before they came together. She was found with a child, notice, of the Holy Spirit. So the Bible tells us what? That the Bible says that she was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. It was a miracle of God. Joseph had nothing to do with it. It was God himself. It's amazing to me that when I was in seminary, that some of the professors in seminary did not believe in the virginity of Mary or did not believe That Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. I don't know how they get that. But it's pretty interesting that when you look at the word virgin here in the Greek language. There are two words. The first word that is used for for virgin is ama. Which means a young woman. Or the Greek word parthenos. Which means 
a virgin. And the word that is used here for virgin is the second word. A literal, true virgin. One that has never had a man sexually. This is how the whole birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came about. Joseph must have been freaking out because he knew the law of God. And he knew that according to the law of God, anyone having sex before marriage, it was instant death by stoning. But today, according to the grace of God, God has forgiven us for so much. And that's because of His love that He has for each one of us individually. Because literally every one of us here should be dead. But because of His love, we are what we are, not because of us, but because of the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As He continues to bless us, and to anoint us, and to use our lives. Just as the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and impregnated her, and she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. It must have been weird for her because all of a sudden here she's 16, 17 years old. She finds herself impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her boyfriend, is there, and he's kind of a just man, a righteous man, and not wanting to make her a public example, because not to shame her, he protects her, and he watches over her as a good husband. And instead of defaming her, and insulting her, and not believing her, God took the time, by the power of the Holy Spirit, through a dream to verify that the child that was going to be born was going to be born by divine power of the Holy Spirit to appease the conscience of Joseph. Because I believe that Joseph must have had some hard night sleeping, thinking, man, Mary is pregnant and I'm not even the father. What am I going to do? But yet you can see the grace of God. As Joseph was faithful... You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. And we're glad to have Raul in the studio with us once again to give us some insight into reaching people with the gospel. Raul, the Christmas season is a unique time of year, and for many people, it's a very lonely time. How would you encourage those who don't have family during this Christmas season? There's a lot of people this day that are on the streets, especially on the streets. They have no family. They have no one. If I'm driving down the street, what I've done, when I see this lonely person, I'll stop. You know, I just say Merry Christmas, but I, you know, I'll give them a hamburger, whatever it is, and to help them, but to bring joy to their lives, because they have no joy. <laughs> and when I look at that, it really hurts me. Because I don't know their situation. I don't know what happened to their family, but they're still people. <laughs> so I pray, and if I can, I like to have them come to the Lord, and then maybe give them a mission, a place that they can go to, and to see that this person somehow will find someone they will take them in. What do you think is our greatest tool for sharing the love of Christ with those around us? The way you live. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You can't give them a Bible if you don't live by the Bible. (laughs) And the worst thing is you can say you're a Christian to your family and not live like a Christian to your friends. You want to go drink with us? Well, maybe I'll have one. And Christians are doing that today. Let's go have one drink. Well, one leads to another drink. And then what do you do at home? 
when you don't have your friends, if you do it publicly, you're doing it in secret. So I would encourage guys, Christians out there, stop drinking. If you drink, be a real witness to your family and to your friends and to those you work with. Well, may God give us the grace we need to be those kinds of witnesses. Thanks so much, Raul. Now, at the end of today's lesson, we'll tell you about a resource that could be helpful this Christmas season in reaching those around you with the love of Christ. But first, let's return to more of today's lesson. Today you have so many young guys that literally like to have, you know, these beautiful girls as their girlfriends. And I believe that a lot of these guys, all they're going is after sex and beauty. They don't really love the girls. And once the girls get impregnated by these guys, what do the guys do? They wimp out and they run away and they don't take the responsibility for what they've done. I can speak to you by experience because... When I was a heathen, and my wife was backslidden, and we were boyfriend and girlfriend, I just came back from Vietnam, she became pregnant before marriage. And I went to her and I said, you know what, I was a heathen, I said, you know what, I don't want you to get an abortion. I want you to have the child, I will pay for it, and I will marry you, and I will be your husband. I took full responsibility for my actions. A lot of guys are a bunch of wimps, they won't do that. They wimp out of the whole situation. They like to play, but they don't like to pay. You know what I'm saying? And I believe that it's very important that we understand that Joseph was in that predicament, thinking in that culture that this woman now is pregnant, and according to the law, he is guilty, she is guilty, and they have to prove it. And yet, in the strength of the Lord, and the wisdom of the Lord, as a godly man, He takes full responsibility in protecting Mary. And when God sees that, God sends an angel to confirm to Joseph that what is happening, it's all done divinely by the Holy Spirit. And God is behind this whole thing. Because God is going to bring His only begotten Son into the world. Notice the comfort that the angel brings. Do not be afraid to take to you Mary to be your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth, notice, a son. Capital S. A son. And you shall call his name Jesus. Jehovah Shua. God is salvation. Why? For he, Jesus will save his people from their sins. Isn't that interesting? Jesus Christ becoming the Savior of the world. Jesus saves us what? From the power of sin, from the bondage of sin, from the guilt of sin, and from the consequences of sin when we come to him. For there is no salvation in any other name but the name of Jesus, where every tongue and every mouth shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Jesus Christ is the only way and the only truth and the only life. This title has become not only a title to the Christians, but a title to the world. Jesus is the Savior of the world. Without this child being born, we would have no forgiveness of our sins and no hope of eternal life tonight if Jesus would have never been born. What a beautiful picture in the Old Testament 
of the lambs and the goats and the turtle doves and the sacrifices, a picture of things to come as the animal was killed, filleted and bled and the blood was sprinkled in the holiest of holies. But now Jesus Christ coming into the world and becoming the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. That's the one that we worship tonight. That's the one that we want to continue to worship. No wonder John the Beloved in John 3.16 through 18 said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. And he who believes in Him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is already condemned. Because he has not believed in the only name of the only begotten Son of God. In John twelve forty seven, it says, And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Notice what he says. He came to save the world. The whole purpose of his coming was to save the world. Matthew 18, 11 says, For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. It is of most importance tonight that we recognize Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world, but also as God Himself. Human and God. Matthew Henry, on Jesus Christ, humanity and deity, said this. It was great condensation that He who was God should be made in the likeness of flesh, but much greater that He who was holy should be made in the likeness, listen, of sinful flesh. Even though Jesus never sinned, yet he took your sins and my sins upon himself. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. People who do not believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior in the world are fools. Because in Psalm 53, 1 it says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. When yet the heavens declare the glory of God. Everything around us, surrounding us, declares the glory of God. This is why I'm so glad that you're here tonight. Not only to hear the message, but that the Holy Spirit would confirm in you the truth about Jesus Christ. People today need to know the story of Jesus Christ. Because they are living empty lives without God, without hope in this world. And eventually they will die and they will go to hell. But not so for us as children of the light. God has given us the opportunity to be His witnesses. Not just by what we believe, but how we live in the presence of God. Most important. Who is this Jesus of Nazareth that is called the Christ? It's amazing to me, but listen. He demonstrates His love by sending His Son into the world. First John 4, 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, 
For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And this is the love of God manifested toward us, that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. And this is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. He became sin for us, so that we can become saints in the kingdom of God. That's why when you go back to the scriptures, especially here, as he's proclaimed, Jesus, the one that would save us from our sins, look again at verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord to the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with a child, and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. 750 years before it happened, the prophet Isaiah prophesied concerning his birth. Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. How did Isaiah know that? The Holy Spirit spoke to him. And then the prophet prophesied his deity in Isaiah 9.6, that he was God. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And then the prophet prophesied of his humanity. In Genesis 3.15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review today's lesson, call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. When you make your request, ask for Rawls' teaching titled, Jesus the Savior. If you've never surrendered your life to Jesus and you'd like more information about what this would look like, we have a helpful CD pack for you. Simply titled Salvation, Rawls' four-message audio series explains why you need a rescuer and why Jesus is uniquely capable. This study also explains how your response to Jesus not only impacts your life in the here and now, but determines the course of your eternal future. Visit us online at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you Rolls 4CD Salvation Collection for a gift of $18 or more. That's 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We hope you'll take advantage of all of our many free Somebody Loves You resources as well. Keep biblical teaching and study helps at your fingertips by downloading our app to your iPhone or Android. And be sure to join Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time for Straight Talk, a Q&A program with guidance for honoring Christ in your daily life. 
You can also download podcasts of all of these programs using Spotify or iTunes. And if you'd like someone to pray with you as you begin a relationship with Christ, don't hesitate to contact us. This is a listener-supported ministry, and we're grateful for your partnership in spreading the hope of the gospel. Every gift you give is tax-deductible. We hope you'll join us again next time. Continuing this special Christmas series, we'll consider the beautiful song of worship Jesus' mother sang in surrender to God's call on her life. Here's Rawl with a closing comment. And then he is also merciful. Hebrews 2.17 Therefore, in all things, he has to be made like his brethren, that he might be merciful Faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. And then he is made humble. Philippians 2.8 And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. And he also is a forgiving God. Luke 23.34 And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And they divided his garment, and they cast lots to one another. So now you can see the picture of who Jesus Christ is. Emmanuel, God is with us. And then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took him as his wife. And notice, and he did not know her, until she brought forth her firstborn son, and he called again his name, what? Jesus. God is my salvation. And that's what Jesus Christ tonight wants to become to every one of us here tonight. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.